welcome to the Lancet Digital Health Podcast. I'm Diana Samuel, the Senior Editor of the Journal. Today we are going to be talking about a new study published in the journal which investigated the prognostic capabilities of a panel of automated CT-based biomarkers for predicting future risk of cardiovascular events and overall survival. The panel was applied to a cohort of generally healthy, asymptomatic individuals, and the results compared with established clinical parameters, BMI and the Framingham Risk Score. I am very happy to be joined on the phone by the first author of the paper, Perry Picard. Perry is a professor of radiology and chief of gastrointestinal imaging at the University of Wisconsin, with a wide range of clinical and research interests, from machine learning to oncologic imaging to opportunistic CT screening, the latter of which we will be speaking about more today. So welcome, Perry. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. So could you please tell us a bit more about your background, your interest in digital health, and anything else you would like to tell us? Sure. I've, uh, as you mentioned, I've been at the University of Wisconsin uh, actually now since 2003, and that's where I uh, grew up in Madison, Wisconsin. I attended medical school at the University of Michigan, and following that, radiology residency training at the Malincrad Institute in, uh, in St. Louis, part of Washington University. Uh, after training, I spent four years in the U.S. Navy uh, and was involved in a multi-center trial for CT colonography or virtual colonoscopy, and that pretty much got my academic career uh, on track. And, uh, and since then, have been uh, at the university here in Wisconsin. Uh, my interest specifically in digital health combines uh, our work, as you mentioned, in opportunistic screening with body CT, where we take additional data that's often not uh, used in clinical practice and try to make, make use of that, and also now uh, combining that with artificial intelligence means in uh, where we can automatically uh, make some of these measures in a more objective way. Brilliant. So let's now move on to the paper itself. What was your inspiration for the study, and what clinical problem did you think you might be able to address with this research? Well, I read a lot of CT scans, and uh, as, you, as you know, these are commonly performed essentially by the millions, up to almost 100 million scans uh, in the U.S. each year. Similar uh, uh, numbers uh, are seen in, in other developed countries. And uh, what I've always noticed is there's so much rich information on body composition data that uh, we'll, we'll get into things like uh, fat, muscle, bone, calcium, that we really uh, don't utilize. Uh, we simply uh, use the CT scan to answer the clinical question. So my thought and our, our approach is trying to use these imaging biomarkers in a, in a more uh, objective and systematic way to try to try to tease out any prognostic information for things like cardiovascular and metabolic disease. And uh, this opportunistic use, is, which is the, the term we've applied for, for this additional data, um, uh, we thought could be used to help identify those who are at uh, risk for future adverse events, even though they might be uh, without symptoms at the moment. Things like heart attack, stroke, and death was the focus of this particular paper. Thank you. That's a, that's a really nice background, and it leads nicely to my next question, actually, which is, in a kind of broad sense, why should our readers be interested in this study, and who specifically do you think will benefit from your work? Well, ultimately, I think patients will, and we'll all, we all could benefit from this, but uh, specifically for any 
any uh, physicians or um, providers that, uh, that order CT scans or, or have to deal with the results, I'm hoping we can add additional useful information from this opportunistic uh, screening that can give them some insights and basically a virtual physical exam uh, of sorts. And now, now that we've automated these, these measures, um, it's something that will hopefully be applied uh, in a prospective manner in the near future uh, one, once it's fully validated. Mm, it's interesting. So it's a, a, a neat way to leverage routinely collected data. Uh, could you now break down the key findings of this study? Um, sure. So what we, uh, what we did in this study, we took a, a cohort of, of nearly 10,000 healthy patients that were undergoing uh, just a screening exam specifically for colorectal cancer screening, so a virtual colonoscopy. And uh, to, to do that, we perform basically an abdominal CT scan. Um, so we took the, these measures, uh, specifically measures of uh, aortic calcification, um, muscle density and, uh, and bulk, uh, visceral and subcutaneous fat, and also looked at, uh, at liver fat and bone mineral density, and, and combined all of these, uh, these measures and then, and then tr followed these patients out for a, almost a decade on average to determine who ultimately had uh, adverse outcomes, specifically cardiovascular uh, outcomes or death, um, and then try to use these, these measures, these opportunistic measures, to, to figure out who might be at most risk. And, and what we found was uh, that even single measures, for example, aortic calcification alone, um, was more predictive than some of the, uh, the, the clinical reference standard tools that are currently being used, such as the Framingham Risk Score. Uh, and that combines a, a host of uh, clinical and laboratory uh, factors to try to come up with a, a risk score. So that was uh, uh, quite a pleasant surprise that these, uh, these objective CT, these automated uh, measures we get from a CT scan, have such powerful uh, predictive data. That's a really great summary. Now let's move on to the methodology itself. Uh, could you briefly explain for our audience the CT-based tissue segmentation quantification tools you used in the study and how this current paper differs from your previous studies in which these algorithms were developed? Sure. Well, some of our uh, initial work focused more on some manual measurements, so we, you know, where you actually uh, scan by scan uh, make some uh, uh, manual uh, measures that w these then became more semi-automated in some respects. And now, uh, working with Ron Summers at the at the NIH, um, we now have a, a host of, of fully automated measures. So through machine and deep learning uh, methodology, he has developed these algorithms where it takes a CT scan. Um, basically extracts these, uh, these body measures of fat, muscle, uh, uh, bone, calcium, and so forth. Um, and so this is an objective measurement that, uh, that is uh, repeatable and, and very robust. And, and by using these, uh, this, this AI-based approach, we can then apply it to very large populations. Now, we're using this retrospectively uh, on scans that have been done in the past to allow for uh, time for follow-up and, and to determine who goes on to have uh, you know, these adverse events. Um, but going forward, we'd like to you know, introduce this in a prospective way where when a radiologist pulls up a CT scan, all of these measures will hopefully be available in a panel and with, our, uh, with more uh, um, 
modeling uh, maybe uh, will provide detailed information on, on risk stratification and, and help help physicians sort of determine who who needs uh, more attention in terms of you know maybe lifestyle modification or other interventions like uh, medications and so forth. Hmm. That's interesting. So do you think these tools could be extended beyond the five body composition areas that you studied here? Oh, sure. Absolutely. In fact, um, we just focused on the ones that we felt were relevant or possibly relevant to the outcomes we were looking at. Um, but we've already looked at a number of other measures. Uh, we can look at organ volumes, such as uh, uh, splenic, liver, or kidney volumes, and that could have some importance in, in certain diseases. Um, we can also apply automated uh, algorithms for looking for enlarged lymph nodes, which can be important in, in oncology, of course. Um, there are uh, automated tools that look for uh, uh, vertebral fractures. Uh, pancreatic cancer has been, has been looked at by another group. Um, and it's really pretty endless, but uh, uh, obviously there are a lot of uh, potential things that we can uh, that we can measure and search for and do this all uh, using using the power of, uh, of of AI and deep learning essentially. Mm, so it has a lot more wider potential than described here. That's really interesting. So in the paper, the opportunistic data derived from the CT scans were used to predict risk of cardiovascular events. But could the approach also be taken for other diseases to which the biomarkers might be applicable? Uh, certainly, yeah. As I, uh, we've already looked uh, into predicting future osteoporotic fractures or fragility fractures. Uh, and in a similar way, we, we showed just using things like the bone mineral density that we can automatically derive from the CT as well as muscle measures. Uh, just combining those two alone are, uh, compare favorably with the clinical reference standard of FRAX, which is the fracture risk assessment tool that is widely used, was developed in the UK, in fact. Um, and so, and that involves, a, a, you know, a, a, a fairly onerous panel of, uh, of clinical and, uh, um, uh, and other features that need to be plugged in um, uh, manually, patient by patient. So, um, so I think in the future, we'll have a very slick ways of, of providing things like fracture risk. We can also look at other things like uh, currently we're looking at uh, prediction of metabolic syndrome, and, uh, and that's uh, certainly becoming more relevant uh, as a public health issue with the obesity epidemic and determining who might uh, be best uh, suited for interventions and, and modifications based on that as well. Those are just a couple of examples. Mm, it's really, really important. It's, it's nice to hear how broadly applicable this approach could be. So the data for this and your previous studies are obviously from U.S. cohorts, uh, a country in which, as you mentioned in the paper, a high number of CT scans are performed annually. So could you comment on how generalizable your study is to other countries? Sure. Well, CT scans by them, uh, just in and of themselves are, are very generalizable in terms of patient-to-patient -patient, uh, 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 comparisons and so forth. And CTs are, are, it's a study that is widely performed throughout the developed world and, and even emerging in many developing nations as well. So I think it's something that applies to, uh, uh, to certainly to many countries. And this, this automated opportunistic approach uh, could be used uh, really regardless of, of, of where the study was, uh, was obtained. Hmm. That's, that's great. So in terms of 
questions that are left unanswered, what do you think these are and what do you think the priority should be for future research in this area? Well, as you mentioned, we've focused so far on this, uh, our U.S. and specifically a Midwestern U.S. population. Uh, I think we need to study more diverse patient populations, uh, certainly to provide more generalizability um, and improve the modeling uh, results. So we could do this perhaps in a federated approach whereby we can share these tools uh, with other with other uh, researchers and, and centers, maybe throughout the world, hopefully, and, and see if we can, uh, uh, you know, refine refine these results. And so, as I mentioned, the goal ultimately would be not just retrospective research, but to allow uh, radiologists to report these, um, you know, in a uh, structured way, such that the providers, you know, uh, caring for these patients can can use that that data in a in a useful prospective manner to impact uh, uh, health of of their patients. That that's a really brilliant point. Thank you so much for joining me today, Perry. It was really great to hear your summation of the study and about the potentially broader applications of this opportunistic CT approach. Thank you so much for your time. Great. Thanks for the opportunity. I appreciate it. You can read Professor Perry Picard's paper online now at The Lancet Digital Health. Thank you for listening.